I'm Killing Guinnessy and I'm joined as ever by Nathan Byrne and this is Formula T. Nathan, how are we doing? I am good. We are back for episode two. Boom. It feels like we're finally getting into the into the run of things now the season's back and testing's underway. Well, this is why we're here is testing is underway. What can we learn from it? So just because so many people are now following the sport from uh from Drive to Survive, Nate, will you give us a quick rundown on the purpose of testing and what usually we can take from it? Um, well, testing's usually three days now. It used to be a week. It's basically where the, the cars can get out on track and test things that is either working or not working that they've that they've built over the, the winter. Um it's hard to know what you can take out of testing. It's usually it's usually a time to like have a look at the cars and see is there any crazy innovations or anything like that. But I think pace wise and stuff, you can't really take much out of it because different fuel loads, different tires, stuff like that. So that all comes into play. But yeah, it's just a good it's a good chance to look at the cars on track and get ready for the season ahead. And after day one, what do you think? Has there been any kind of innovations that have kind of tickled your fancy? Um, the two talking points are, as usual, Red Bull and Mercedes. Um, mm. Seems like Red Bull's, I don't know if Adrian knew he's getting a bit smart now trying to steal our no side pod design or something, <laughs> but, you know, we, we've been there, Adrian. We've seen it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Trust us, like. Well, um, it seems to be working for Red Bull so far. So far, yeah. Um, it's no, it's an interesting design. They've clearly uh, developed it, and yeah, I, I yeah, it's not, it's not just like taking something yeah. out of the bin from Mercedes last yeah. season and kind of going, no, oh, we'll figure it in. <laughs> like, there's a few parts on the car that that have uh, taken people's eyes. Like, the, there's new inlets behind the driver's head mm. that are supposed to be based off the Concorde. That's that's where some of the things are coming. It's like the inlets. Um, so that that like that would be a stroke of genius from Adrian Newey if if that can all work together. But yeah, I think there's four more inlets on the car than there is than there was in the Mercedes last year. So I suppose we can only wait till the first race to see what sort of difference that makes. Yeah, because this is one of the things with like testing, like you're not going out there competitively, and like whilst Max, uh, put put the laps down. In fairness to him, like he yeah. he's what. He it was only him and uh was it Russell that did the full day? Yeah. And they both they both got up into the the hundreds. I think Max was hundred and forty four. Hundred forty two. Forty two and Russell was hundred and twenty one. So Yeah. Um I know for a fact that Russell done six hundred and sixty kilometers today, which is a lot. Um, yeah, Max like both both of them are nearly twice a normal Grand Prix. Oh like yeah, like, two Grand Prix in a day is no mean feat. I like, and I think that's the impressive thing nowadays is just the reliability on some of these cars. Like to mm. be able to run like all like six hundred sixty kilometers without having a a big issue is uh, very impressive. Yeah, and like just looking at Max, I think one of the big talking points is just that he he's just continuing where he left off. Like it just he seems to be as dominant as he was last season like he's over a second quicker than Lando Norris in the set in the kind of uh, day one results um doesn't necessarily bode well for a uh a, a competitive season next this year yeah I suppose one thing though is we, we don't know what fuel boards are on board we don't know um what engine modes they're in we don't know um, what like we know what tires they're on, but yeah, sea trees. Yeah, um, I think the big thing is like some teams are more known for sandbagging than others. Mercedes mm. have a huge history of sandbagging, way back to their World Championship days where they come out first day of test and everyone's like, oh my god, the world's ended. The Mercedes is tractor. Yeah. Um, so like I think what we're really waiting for is next week when we get to qualifying is that's when the true rules will come off and. To be honest, I think until we get them, we can all make assumptions. People in the paddock can make assumptions, but we won't truly know what the actual speed of the cars are. But one thing we did get to see is actually how good the cars look with the new liveries. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely like a graphic designer's heaven um, is, is Formula One because like there's lots of very pretty cars out there. Yeah, there's a lot of very pretty cars. Um some that really stand out more than others, but then there's some that you know 
are trying to save some way, cutting back on some of the paint to put in the cars. <laughs> I, there's been a lot of criticism of that. Is like, should Formula One do more to stop that? Because I think one thing that stands Formula One out from probably other motorsports is just how good the cars look. And I think if teams are trying to save weight, they're not really throwing all the design aspects out there and stuff like that. But we do have some pretty cars on the grid this year. Um, what, what, like, what has stood out for you? You know, I like the state car. I like I like Sauber. Yeah. It's it's like one of those. It's like on a rainy day in Imola, it might not mm. look the best. But Put that onto a night race, and it's going to be rain sick. at night. It might even look unreal. You know what I mean? Like I want to be in that car during qualifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. The others have stood out. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Ferrari this year. I don't like the yellow undertone. Don't yeah, know it, it, it's grand. Like it's nothing to write home to the mother about. Um, more, more to your heart though, Mercedes. What do you think with the, the oh, I love black? It. I love it. Now people, can I see the comments now? Oh, Lynn, um he's <laughs> he's a bias. All this, but I think it's a. I, I don't know if this was meant in any way, but I think it's a lovely ending to what Lewis Hamilton will be at Mercedes. It's a crossover back from the the black livery that we went to for, for all the, the, the cool stuff that he was fighting for and we were all behind him with. Mm. I think it's a good way to transition back to the Silver Arrows and I think next year we probably will get a silver car. Um, but yeah, I think like that coupled with Hamilton's helmet and him mixing the yellow and the purple together finally like in a in a big way it just it marks the end of what what that that period of time was and like like some people might kind of laugh at you when you kind of say like it it's just the color of the car it's not that symbolic like it's just like getting advertising space but then you look at red bull and orby visa they're obviously saying something considering they're practically stamps of each other it's just the dr- like, same jumper in a different flavor like yeah i'll be honest here like i don't think they employ graphic designers over in milton games like <laughs> um like they literally just go back to the folder every season like and you can't convince me that or bvs and cash app blah 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 whatever that thing's called you can't you can't you can't convince me that that's not, they just haven't whipped out the Toro Rosso and changed the silver to a bit of white like um, yeah, but like even even having the bulls in the exact same spot, it's yeah, like this, it, yeah. it's it's a second team now. Like it always has been, but it's just like going back to not hiding it anymore. Oh, not um, really not hiding it. Like, and I think it's gonna come under a lot of fire now. And I hope Red Bull's ready for that. That you've very much open. We all knew Alpha Terry means Red Bull in Italian. We all knew, mm-hmm. or sorry, Toro Rosso means Red Bull in Italian. Mm-hmm. Alpha Terry is something similar like that. I might be Austrian, I'm not sure. But it's something like they fully like pull the back now and that's your second team. Like you are fully, fully trying to build that team up now to be the second team. Um and with that's gonna come a lot of uh criticism. It's gonna come with a lot of apprehension from other teams. I think in my opinion, rightly so. Um Yeah, especially yeah. when like when they're rejecting the likes of Andretti and stuff, like that's it's hard mean. to hard to justify yeah. having one company having two teams when you're rejecting other ones. It's yeah. like it's different if you're trying to fill out a pad like a paddock and kind of go right. We we just we want to have twenty teams and the the risk like we're after losing two two manufacturers. So uh, Red Bull here. Do you want to put in a second one? Yeah, cool. That'd be that'd be cool. But like you can't turn around. And say no, Andretti. There's no space for you when, yeah, yeah. And like the whole logic doesn't make any sense. Like I think one of the reasons they turned down Andretti was like we don't think you'll add that much to the sport. What what does RB Cash App add to the sport? <laughs> what does Hass add to the sport? Like I don't know, like fully convinced have... it's just a Netflix conspiracy just to get Daniel Ricciardo back in the series. <laughs> Probably yeah, <laughs> but like what what did they add to the sport? Like. When such huge motorsport brands like your, I know Audi's coming, but your Porsche, your Andretti, and there's countless other teams that could come in as well. These are the brands you should be attracting. If one of them comes, we should they should be welcomed with open arms. It only grows the sport. So and 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 speaking of kind of like 
not not really adding anything to the sport is poor Haas. Oh, but Jesus. Um, uh, just not not at the races, uh, pun intended. Um, but actually, just before we kind of go go on to to them, I I just wanted to mention it because you sent it to sent it to me earlier. Is how clever some of the liveries are with their advertising. Oh yeah, they're getting very clever, and I think that's the cats off to the to the marketing teams. Like that's what they get paid to do. Um, there was one that I sent in today. It was in the Mercedes uh, button to talk on the radio. It was a WhatsApp uh, logo. <laughs> very clever. Um, WhatsApp was also sponsoring the the cover for the car. Very clever. We've got and it was, it was what what WhatsApp encryption or privacy yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like yeah. promoting their privacy stuff. So like that's all very clever. Like, and you've got I know McLaren's been with Chrome for a while, but you've got the little uh, the the little the ra- rainbow caps. colors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chrome colors. Like that, like, that's gonna look really. I hope anyway, especially with like the proper like sky cameras and stuff, that should look really cool in a race. Yeah, like, like that should get them proper airtime, which obviously is what the advertising's yeah, yeah. for. But like, it kind of also suits their kind of multicolored vibe that they're going for. Yeah. Um. No, definitely. Like they're all getting very smart now, and it's, it's interesting that you brought up airtime there. Let me ask you this question: hmm. Do you think Red Bull would have struggled to get sponsors this season if they needed to get more because? They lack so much airtime because Max was so far ahead last year. Oof. I mean, like, arguably he probably had the least screen time. Yeah, but I, I think with a lot of the sponsors, it's not always about the screen time as much as it is, as it is the prestige. Yeah. Like, don't forget, like, at the end of the race, they're covering... Max's jumpsuit and he's the one going to be lifting the trophy and isn't it better to have a photo of your logo with the man lifting the trophy than some lad spinning out at the back of the at the back of the uh, the grid just because like it's going to take five minutes to clear him up true I, I get I do get what you mean like you might get more bang for your buck if you went for like a McLaren right now that kind of yeah. or a Ferrari just kind of having that little bit m- more of the battle Um, it's that kind of winner's curse of how good is too good? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think like but... that, that's a big thing though. Is like, um, like F one needs to be careful now with how dominant last season was. That this product, as much as they built on stuff and built on Drive to Survive, and we we're all there before Drive to Survive in mm-hmm. terms of watching it and and supporting. But, they need but even to if you F1. weren't, that's fine. Uh, Everybody's welcome. There's no, no gatekeeping no, no, here. Hundred percent. No, and I love that dried spot, and that's why I'm saying this. They need to be careful that the product doesn't become boring because you'll lose, you'll lose the new viewers. I'm not talking to people that have come in and enjoyed. It. I'm talking about the, the opportunity to gain more because yeah. the product was very stale last year, very very stale. And but this this is where and for those that don't know, both. Career-wise, myself and Nath are involved in social media. Um, this is where I think they kind of F1 kind of let themselves down on social media is not by building up the personalities that little bit more. I think some of the teams are quite good at it, but like F1 themselves, I think they need to kind of just not be so protective at times. I think they don't, True. I think they like a little bit of safety. Um, like Sky, you can see it with them other than... Uh, Brundle, who's all, always willing to do whatever is needed. Um, yeah. Whereas I think a lot of them are a bit kind of going, yeah, like I think they're, they're too kind of handled. Yeah. Kind of going, oh yeah, we'll, we'll make them look good rather than kind of going, no, let let them look human. Yeah. Uh, and I that's where with having such um, a uncompetitive, uncompetitively competitive season like last year, that should be an opportunity for them, for them this year now to kind of go, right, where can we get these marginal differences to attract people if they're not going to yeah. get... And it's, I think what one of the things they're also seeing is that spike from Drive to Survive coming out every year. Yeah. And probably the drop-off when the real... Like when people realise that it's like, oh, it's not actually 
like that at every race you don't get yeah, to see yeah. in the scenes. you might hear about it on twitter and um and on fantastic podcasts such as the one you, you're yeah. listening to and it's the reason why we call ourselves formula t because we're willing to to talk about we'll the dive in, we'll dive in. um and n- not be too concerned about trying to sound good or advertiserly friendly um but yeah like it's 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 definitely going to be very very interesting especially when you have a team like hask pulling at the back and um i was saying to you just before we came on i wouldn't be surprised if this is the last season maybe two seasons of Haas. yeah like i think one of the big things is what is Haas and why is it in formula one like Haas, or like i know they're in other motorsports and stuff like that mm. but they're I believe that they they just they make things like I I don't know in depth what has those but I know they're involved in a lot of isn't it manufacturing man, of, yeah manufacturing yeah. things but they're not like they're not a racing team like of nature you know what I mean and yeah it's like whatever whatever publicity you're gonna get yeah. out of Formula One you've gotten yeah like I don't <laughs> know what more they get from Formula One and I know that Formula One is definitely not getting anything from Haas so. You know, I think for the brand, and I think Formula One uh, looked very silly over the summer when they turned Andretti away for the reasoning, purely because they said, oh, you're not going to add anything to the sport. You're just going to take things from the sport. It's like, that's happening right now. Like, either you've made yeah. bad decisions years ago, or... You've let in the strolls. You, you, like, Williams, for as much as I love the legacy, um, what are they bringing to the, to the field anymore? You have two Red Bull teams, like. See, I'm e- I'm a big fan of what hap- what's happening at Williams now. Like, I think when it got to the later stage of Claire Williams, and I I thought she was a good team principal, mm. it got very stale, and you could see the team was going nowhere quickly. Mm. Where I think with the the new owners coming in, and I think um picking up James Vell was a very smart appointment, and um, I think. He's been an unbelievable team principal. Um, and I think they're back on track somewhat. They're never going to be the team that spends the most. They're never going to be the team that... But I think the team's moving in an upward direction. And I think that's that's at least better than what we can say about Haas. We will touch on them a little bit later, kind of in our overall bit. But I think a lot of that is to do with Albon more than it is the team. Like, I know, give a, a, a good driver a bad car and they'll do do bad but give a bad driver a good car and they'll do good but when you see just the the difference between him and Sargent it's just kind of like yeah if they if if Red Bull as rumors have been saying and t- do take Albon Williams could be back two or three steps and then it's True. like yeah like Albon's a, a great driver like and he's mm. he's definitely proved me wrong in the past about what I thought about him at Red Bull and stuff and um, it was Sargent's first season I think that says a lot. Um, I'm interested to see what Sergeant does in the early races of this season. Um, today they were talking about he put on something like five kilos over the summer, um, to to just you know beef up a bit and and be be ready. Um, so he's clearly trying. I think the first couple of races will be very telling where his career is gonna go and stuff like that. I think if he doesn't perform too, like too early in the season, we could see him go early. Mm. Um. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where that team sort of develops now. Can they keep hold of Albon? I think they might have a chance. Yeah, like if if he was clever, he's I, I like he should stick with them. I think it'd be better to be kind of be the big dog at a smaller team rather than like going back to like look what happened to Bottas. Bottas is a fantastic driver. Went to Mercedes, and they kicked all the life out of that dog. Like. He's yeah. now back to loving life, and he has his has his mustaches and all that, and he's great crack. But like you saw him season on season, just lose that cutting edge. And hundred oh, percent. But he also gained a lot out of it as well. Like you know, he, he, yeah. he wouldn't have won a lot of races, like as many races as he did at Mercedes. So there is benefit to being a second driver at a good team. It's just mm. you're sort of at that point going, I'm throwing in the towel here a bit. You know what I mean? But it also depends on the team. Yeah. Like, like I think when you see a Mercedes or a Red Bull now, there's a first driver, and then there's a second driver. And I think on other teams, it's like 
there's an A driver and a B driver where it's kind of going, we don't care which of you win as long as you yeah. are winning. We want you to be competitive, whereas I think with Mercedes and Red Bull, it's now kind of going, no, no, no. Hamilton's going to win or yeah. uh, Max is going to win. He's you're there to facilitate. Like... Yeah, you're you're there to facilitate that and help the construction yeah. constructors championship. Um, I think Russell like that attitude to do that for for at least the next obviously season. But like I think that is interesting. That um probably where Ferrari will struggle less now, but definitely going into next year is managing your drivers, like because it's such a big thing in the sport. It's like. You either try like we saw how it worked with Vettel and Leclerc when they went, oh, we've got two number one drivers. Yeah. Yes, you don't because when it comes down to making the decision, you're not to pick one or the other. So, and actually on on testing today, like I I don't think Leclerc was all that impressive. Yeah, um, like I, I know it's very early to be saying it, but like even after last season, like he he did very well. Like he what he was fifth but i thought there was kind of weaknesses to his yeah. his his driving um i thought science is way off the pace last year but he as of testing he kind of seems to be a little bit back back on track yeah which could could just mean that like the car is in a good place yeah um and you might see Le- uh, leclerc burst through and actually become a little bit of something something yeah. Um, I think he'll have a lot to prove this season um, oh, ahead of ahead of the uh, the arrival next year. Like I think specifically with Leclerc, he obviously had a very strong end to last season. Mm. Um, the thing with him, and I've never been his biggest fan, but I I can respect what like how good he is. The thing with him is, I struggle when he gets in a rut sometimes of his aggressiveness in actually like you know, holding his own. I think sometimes he's very passive when it comes to, especially dealing with Max sometimes. And I think also he, like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he has that killer mentality that, that can win you a championship. Yeah. I oh, could okay, be very wrong with that, but I have a feeling I'm right. Um, I I tipped him to be a champion very early, but I don't see that now. I, I really don't. And I think if it, came, if it came down to it, I think Hamilton would eat him alive in the Ferrari, just just purely down to that having that killer instinct. Yeah, and I think that could that could be an issue. And like I remember thinking that at the time when Leclerc went to Ferrari, when you go to a bigger team and you're there for years, and you don't get instant success, I think, especially with Ferrari where they've had plenty of changes at the top, um, it can be easy to become complacent. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, like, who knows? Maybe this this season with Hamilton coming, he might just develop that killer instinct. Like we we've seen yeah. it before, where like I thought Button for years up until Braun was kind of like, oh, he doesn't quite have the champion's edge. Very good driver, going to be towards the top end, not quite the champion's edge. Suddenly, good car. He had the confidence to had a good car, and we saw it. Um, maybe now that Leclerc kind of. Ha- has a bit of fire under his arse, it might. Yeah, very much. Along. Like when he came into the team against the player against Vettel, sorry, he showed no mercy. That was the killer instinct. Mm. I just don't know if he permanently has it, and I don't know what triggers it for him. I think last season, specifically from the start to the middle, he was just going through the motions. I think he's accepted he's better than Carlos Sainz, mm. and he's. I don't think he he was really pushing that much to 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 you know go out and get them exceptional results. Um, I think Hamilton could could spur that on him. Is like he has a chance because it's like if it's Hamilton and Leclerc, I'm taking Hamilton all day of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or, this is where Leclerc has to prove that. Yeah. Like what you were saying when he was there in against Vettel, was that just youthful ignorance kind of going? I'm at Ferrari. Let's go. Let's get yeah. this. Or is it actually like he has the ability to take a race by the by his horns and actually? prove something yeah no i think it'd be very interesting and, and something to look to look forward to because in my books he still has a lot to prove yeah i like this kind of brings us on to looking forward ourselves and our, our predictions because the te- next team i actually want to talk about is i'm tipping to be to have a good season is aston martin really 
I think I think that it has a decent car. They have a very experienced driver with Alonso. I think Stroll is actually better than people give credit. Like, yeah. like when you consider where he keeps placing himself, considering his reputation, like he is what well, what well, he was only a hundred points behind Russell. Yeah, in Aston Martin versus a Mercedes. But the Aston Martin did start off much better than Mercedes last year. Um, yeah, think, but also look 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 at the two teams though. Like, oh, for sure. But look at the, like one's a mid table doing well, and one was meant to be like championship runners and. Yeah, uh, championship <laughs> runners last year. I don't know, but um, no, but they're in, I mean, oh, they're, the expectation with them is they're gonna always going to be in and around. Yeah, but we like. I think we knew pretty early that that car was rubbish. Like, um, like Alonso finishing fourth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Aston Martin. I, they're not a team that stands out to me. I, in in I the, the two cars uh, finished sixth and eighth, and the only other uh, constructor that had the, had two cars in the top eight was um ferrari yeah but in, in, know, we if you expand that to a top 10 then you have uh mclaren as well yeah like but we also didn't have mercedes or red bull uh, with the other drivers um mm. so i think like i struggle with aston martin because i don't know how good they can be because i don't know how their team wise, they've they made some good signings in in technical departments and stuff, but I don't think it's as good as the rivals. Um, mm. like Fernando Alonso can pull a result out any day of the week if he wanted to. Stroll, I think, is a weakness. I probably don't hold him as high as you do. Um, oh no, I I I just think he's better than he's given credit for. Yeah, because I think like because of who he is and how he got into the sport, he's still wrote off. Whereas I think he's kind of. Giving himself a little bit of credit, kind of going, okay, he can hold his own better than some of the other ones. But if you if you put like an Albon in his seat, I think Albon would be three, four positions ahead. Like, yeah, no, they're they're definitely one to keep an eye on. I I don't know if they'd be my one to watch. I, I they're not my one to watch, but I think they're they are gonna potentially surprise people. Um, the one I I who I reckon is gonna overperform this year. I think he's going to get his first win is Lando Norris. Ooh, that's a I think good Ma- I think McLaren finished last year quite well. Yeah. And they've continued. He was second in testing today. There's nothing as of yet to kind of make me go, oh, that's... Like, I would not be surprised if he finishes top three in the, in the Drivers' Championship this year. I, I think they have the best driver lineup bar Mercedes on the grid. Mercedes are losing that, so I do think they have the best driver lineup on the grid. Oof. I hold Lando Norris and um Oscar and Piastri. Oscar Piastri in such high regard. Um I Poor Perez. Be... Jesus. <laughs> Poor oh, Perez. I don't I don't rate Perez whatsoever. We get into that conversation down the road. Um <laughs> But Oscar Piastri, Landon Iris, two future world champions, in my opinion, they both can be it. Um, yeah, I see McLaren performing really well this season. I think down the road, I think them two need to split as a pair because I think they're too good enough to be together. I think they're mm. both good enough to lead their own teams in the future. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do. And the thing is, I think Oscar Piastri could outperform Landon Iris. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right now. I honestly I rate Oscar Piastri so high. I think he's an amazing driver and I think back to last year when he won the sprint race and performed really well in qualifying and races, I think for a debut season he performed unbelievably and I think he's just gonna build on it. And is he in seat one? What do you mean? Like is he is he the number one driver? At McLaren. Piastri. At McLaren. No, I I don't I presume it's probably definitely Lando that's number one. But yeah, in, my the, opinion, in my opinion, Oscar Piastri is better. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if, if it was me, though, I like I do rate Lando, and I think when Mercedes went for Russell, I think they went for the wrong youngster that time. I think they should have went for Norris. Yeah, but... Um, but 
I, I if I was to be a better man, if I was to be a better man, bet better man, Mercedes could make a very astute move and get Lando and put him beside Russell when Hamilton's gone. They could, and I think that would be have you'd have to put your money where your mouth is. Um, <laughs> I think it would be a very smart move, and probably is the right move. I always had a feeling Leclerc was going to end up Mercedes for some reason. Obviously, that's not Ooh. happening. Oh no, I just, I just had a feeling. I had a feeling because I knew he's never going to go to Red Bull, and I could have saw him last year moving on from Ferrari just because of how poor they were. Um, yeah, at a strategic level, but I do think Lando and Russell would be a great partnership. I think, mm. and you probably disagree with me here. People sleep on George Russell so much. This guy outperformed every other youngster on the grid. I think but he's. He needs the respect. I, he came to Mercedes at the wrong time, where the car was on the low. I think people just need to. He like he performed really well at Williams. He was Mister Saturday qualifying unbelievably. But you need to put respect on this guy. I think he's the new Bottas. I don't. I couldn't disagree with you more. I think he's a very, very good driver, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't see him being I the main man. I could not disagree with you more. I think he, like, do you remember his debut in Bahrain, where mm. legit Mercedes made four mistakes and he still made one the race? Like, yeah, this guy is so high quality, and honestly, I think he's disrespected so badly, purely because he had to do the three years at Williams, which is, which was a. <laughs> De- de- no, I to be honest, I don't. I don't think Williams. I think maybe to some people, Williams didn't ha- didn't help him. But like where I, my worry with him is just like he, he was so far off to pay himself Hamilton, and with the way that Mercedes have ran their second their second seat, like it's it's like well, like it's, it's like a government so far off. Well, yeah, like he finished eighth. Yeah, but in the season. I think if you like, you looked at his performances on isolation level, I think it'd be a bit different. Like, do you remember Singapore? He made that mistake. I know he made a mistake, but mm. he drove a flawless race and probably should have won the race. Um, you look back to his win in Brazil against Max. Like this guy has has it. It's just about giving him the platform and the time to you know get in a in a championship winning car and giving him the time to do it. I, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't write him off until I see him without Hamilton beside yeah. him. But, like, if he doesn't kick ass next year. I think he might kick ass this year. Like, and that's why I hope to the highest heavens that Mercedes are at least competitive with Red Bull. I'm not saying mm. Bob's ahead of Red Bull or, or equal to Red Bull, just competitive. Because... I want to see where that lineup is right now because we've had two down years. Um, but yeah, like, just give us some competitiveness this season, please. <laughs> like, I think I think there will be a little bit of competitiveness, not at the top, but I think the two the two tree position on both driver and construction. I think that's where the entertainment value is going to be this year. Um, Do you? But- Wait one sec. Um, mm. Do you think Red Bull changing their their car so much and like it's a major change? Do you think they could mm. possibly get it wrong? Like, like you mean like you're changing everything? Like it it felt to me when I saw it first like it's a bit of a, like you're taking a big risk here, lads. I think I think the changes aren't going to be as drastic on the field what what it might what like a mistake to red bull now is allowing teams to close the gap like they, but i still think that they're that second ahead rather than maybe two or three um but what could be a bigger impact for them is the horner situation oh, and we're yeah. going to get into what did or didn't happen but like horner half being around half not and there's talks about him being on the grid and um there was the rumor going out online and i don't know if it was ever verified so um don't take it as red but like apparently where the leaks came from well about it all being uh, happening was from the netherlands which some people have um claimed came from 
um, inside the house, shall we say, and that like Max's loyalty um, has been questioned in the sense of is it to Horner or is it to the team? And apparently it's to Helmut Marco um, rather than Horner. So I wouldn't be af- I wouldn't be afraid of him not performing with Horner there or not, but the rest of the team's cohesion without their team boss either being there full-time, getting changed at the last second, or even just having that dangling axe. Yeah, like you don't know how he... Yeah, you don't know how he's going to react to that. The stabling is probably the right word. Um, mm. I think, like... Yeah, like I think it needs to be dealt with very quickly in Red Bull sense. In a in a in a sport of fine margins where yeah. tens of millions go into shaving off tens of seconds, you something like this, this yeah. yeah, something like that, this quick. is going to completely throw them off. I think it's a huge worry for Red Bull fans just purely because like he's been at that team for nineteen years. Like you know mm. what I mean? Like it'd be like Mercedes losing total. Like it's yeah, but like it'd be like. I hate to go back to football, but like Manchester United is and Alex Ferguson, like it's yeah. you're taking what I would call an inst like someone that is the institution because the he's backbone. been there so long. The backbone, er- everything else gets built up and changed around it. Yeah, and it's like he'd have his own way of working and stuff like that, and his methods and stuff. It's like I'd be very worried what the team looks like in twelve months if he if he leaves. Um. Mm. But I do think, as a whole, it has to be a big worry for Red Bull because, number one, it's serious claims and, yeah, like it needs to be investigated fully and appropriately, and, and but it doesn't need to happen in a timely manner. Um, but I do think, like, it's going to be a cloud looming over the team, you know what I mean? And um, especially considering there was... I, again, I don't know if it was ever confirmed, and you can Nathan, you can correct me, but wasn't there the rumors going around that his his right hand man there's a a clause in both of their contracts that if one goes, the other can follow. Um, hey, so like, uh, I can't remember now. Um, I just remember see, seeing something, but there was basically that if they lose Horner, they might lose more of the management structure structure, yeah. which would be even bigger worry oh, um and even if there isn't that clause like who's to say that other people don't follow him kind of go and listen yeah. i'm with him and i'll follow him to whatever project i'm not that loyal to the team because the team could fire me but this guy we yeah. have a we have a good working relationship together um, like also like there's also outward pressure now like there's reports that for their obviously and rightfully so taking it very serious and they want it resolved and they want they want clear communication on on what what's happening and stuff like that so i think that added into the mix it becomes a very dangerous time for red bull and especially that is happening days before the start of the season <laughs> you know what i mean like he was in the paddock today he had alpha terry gear on he didn't have the red bull logo anywhere mm-hmm yeah, like and and Christian Horn is the guy that wears the Red Bull top every day of the week. So Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's one that needs to be sorted quickly and it needs to have the right answers for people and stuff yeah. It, it needs to be sorted quickly. Yeah, and until that um until that kind of is clarified, it doesn't even have to be resolved. Just until it's clarified uh, about what's going to happen, is he going to be there for the season? Is he not? Um, like it, it, it's 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 just gonna, yeah. It's 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 an unknowable, um, sit like un- unknowable the consequences of it. Um, but if the rumors are to be believed that Max's loyalties aren't are more to the team than it is the team boss well then that would bode well for the team that like yeah hopefully it shouldn't destabilize his his season um but it could destabilize as you said little factions in the team oh yeah yeah Um, but like as long as the changes they made have any kind of uh benefit to them rather than them needing a couple of races to to fix it he should be able to as i say 
even if the other teams close the gap, still be far out front, like. Yeah. Um, but is there anyone after a heavier topic to go to go to lighter stuff? Is there anyone that you are pinning for an overperformance, be it uh a team or a driver, who do, who do you think is going to be your surprise package? Or be cash app. Visa, Red Bull team, whatever. Yeah, I think they're... Toro Rosso. <laughs> like, it's, it looks like the Red Bull of last year, and I think they'd, they'd obviously add on to it. Um, mm. I just, yeah. I This rebrand of it has a different feeling to it than, say, an Alpha Tauri or a Toro Rosso. It feels like they mean business this time, and I'm a bit worried about that because where Red Bull are. And, mm. you know... As much as they won't say it, secrets will hundred percent be crossing over teams. Like, um, I think that's just a given. Um, so yeah, I think they're gonna overperform. Um, but I also think Mercedes will overperform. People's expectations. <laughs> but I don't think people's expectations are championships anymore. Um, no. I think. You think they could do it? Yeah. Do what? Get a championship, either team or Ooh. driver. I don't know if they can get a championship. I think they can win races this year. Um, Ted Kravitz talking on the Sky broadcast today. Just, just when he's talking to Mercedes people, he's there's just a bit of confidence coming out. Um, mm. you know, there's a lot pinned on his front wing and stuff like that. Like it looks very cool. Um, obviously, what it can add to the car. But yeah, there's just a bit of confidence coming out, and I don't know if it's like delusional confidence or what. <laughs> but I think with James Allison being back, I'm I'm confident. I'm confident. And for those that shouldn't be confident, is there anyone you're pegging for a bit of an underperformance? Um, Ferrari. <laughs> you can kind of say that every year or yeah. last decade <laughs> i just think like it's all well and good going out and shining lewis hamilton i just think lads your biggest weakness last year was your own fault like it was mm. decisions on the racetrack and you haven't changed any personnel in them positions so the mo- to use your football analogy they are the most man united team oh for sure yeah like, like they are a match like of two different sports. Former, legendary, always at the top. Massive figures leave. Just dwindles out. Yeah, right on the coattails of a name. And, and I, I think like a huge thing this season is if any of the top teams do slip up, car wise, they could mm. be looking at drifting into the midfield because yeah. the quality around them is so strong. You got your McLarens and stuff like like. It's it's a worrying time. Aston Martins, Aston, yeah. <laughs> um, but like it's a worrying time for for big teams. I think like especially with teams that have come out with like some new innovation and stuff. It's like as much as we can go, oh yeah, Red Bulls and we leading and all. I can't say that with a confidence because they've got a new design. I I don't know how it's gonna work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for my underperformer though, I'm gonna pick a, a driver rather than an actual team and I'm going to say Sergio Perez I mean he's been underperforming the last four years like yeah but this is the season where he really needs to because uh, how many drivers did you say are out of contract this, this at the end of... will be available at the end of the season yeah like and some of them are very strong seats and this is where I think somebody like him should be going out and absolutely proven that you should be up there on your own skill and merit um not just a car like uh which i think that's what happened last year it was more how good the car was than it was necessarily him um put anybody else in that seat i think it would have been the same results um worst case scenario um i don't think he's going to go out there and prove to people that he should be moving anywhere else like for him he should be looking at mercedes as being an open goal like that sh- he should be considering that his seat and that's oh, how yeah, it should I be don't think he's even no, I, I don't think i don't think they'd go for him but that's the attitude he should be going kind of going, right yeah. who's the next biggest team i if i'm not guaranteed a seat in red bull i'm gonna go out there and 
try and earn that seat, whether I'm ever going to get it or not. And that should be his motivating factor. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he's a good driver. I don't think he's a great driver. Um, and I think to be in them seats, you need to be a great driver. Mm. Um, I think he's had the benefit of coming after Pierre Gasly and Alex Alban. They've been a lot kinder to him. Mm. Um, like his performances are just poor. Like he'll come out with one good performance every three months. Like, like underperforming and underperforming and like when you put into to like when you weigh it up, like he's underperforming in like some of the best cars Formula One's ever seen. Yeah, like like I I think if you're to swap him and Albon now, I think Albon would be worst case scenario doing what Perez did last year. But I'm not sure Perez would be getting some of them surprise strengths out of Williams with the way and the attitude that he's had over the last year. Oh yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Um, I think like to see it's a hard one to read. Like that Red Bull seat almost feels like cursed at some points. But like. Come on, man! When you're when you're in a car so dominant like that, like give, give me some performances. You know what I mean? Like you can't be going out in Q two every weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just just not good. Um, very conscious of the time. Let's do a very quick run through of our predicted standings. Um, will we start from the back and work our way up? Um. um yeah, we can, we can do. Yeah. We'll 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 do a quick a quick fire constructors. Um, your ten to seven. Okay, my ten to seven is Haas at number ten. Yeah. Um, Sauber at number nine. Mm. Um, and Williams at number. Seven or sorry, number eight. And who's who are you gonna put in for for seven? Seven, I'm going to put in Alpine. Oh, so Haas, Sauber, um, Williams, Williams, Alpine, Alpine. Will I go? Will I just keep going? Uh, yeah. Okay, Might number well. six, I will have. Who will I have? It's like. It's like ordering off the menu, like, yeah. like after the country. Um, or B. Okay. But I do think they'll be more consistent this year. Yeah. Fifth, I have Aston Martin. Okay. Fourth, I have Ferrari. Ooh. Third, I have McLaren. Yeah. Second, I have Mercedes. Yeah. First, I have Red Bull. Yeah. That's my order. I'd be very similar, so I would be. Um, I think Haas are stuck to the bottom. Like, yeah, like a crater. Like, um, they go under. Like, they're like 16th place in a, in a bracket full of 10, like 10 teams. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, I have to agree with your Cyber and Williams being, like, above them, more because of, I think Albon has more to prove than Bottas, so I think Albon yeah. just has that little bit more of a motivation, Um, because I think quality-wise, as things stand, they're kind of interchangeable. Um, I think it'll be Orbi Visa and, the, and Alpine above them. Yeah. Um... This is where I could I it could come back to bite me. I think it could be Ferrari with Aston Martin above them. Ooh. And I think it could be a one two three of Red Bull, McLaren, and Mercedes. Mercedes being in yeah, third. You went there, didn't you? Yeah, I think I think there. I think people are going to be surprised by Aston Martin just having a slight little bit more of a cutting edge um more so because of ferrari they're gonna i don't know they're gonna find a new way to either burst their own tires or they're going <laughs> they're gonna have some bloody mechanic stand on a wing just for the crack of it um 
sure they might just put on plastic Lego ones yeah. to tires during a race, just because that's what Ferrari do these days. Um, I think Mercedes is, yeah, like I, I think it's going to be very close between the two. Um, and again, it'll be more because of the two main drivers being good in um Norris and uh Hamilton and but I just think that Piastri will get that little they get them few extra points over Russell because yeah. Russell got mistaken him and I think Piastri just has that kind of youthful ignorance not to go back to a phrase but he just kind of has that youthful ignorance of being willing to put himself into positions that when you're in two or three seasons you're just not willing to get into that kind of little bit of a mess so i think it'd be a close one but um yeah i yeah as, as i said earlier i think the, the two to three even four position is where the entertainment's going to be <laughs> yeah like for sure and i just hope the the red bull's not too far ahead um all right on to driver should we do a top three top three who who uh we'll start off from three who do you think is going to be position three? Lando Norris. Nice. I think um, it's going to be Perez. Oh, okay. I think he's going to. I think he's going to underperform. Yeah. As I say, I think he's going to be an underperformer. But an underperformance in Red Bull nowadays is is not finishing second. <laughs> yeah. All right, second, Number... I think Max Verstappen. <laughs> oh, this this is gonna be so much fun to come back to later on the season. <laughs> laugh now, laugh now, cry later. That's all I gotta say. Uh, my number two is gonna be Norris. I think he he will win his first races this season. He's Possibly. done everything but. Possibly. Number one. Do I have to ask? The eight-time world champion Lewis Hamilton will be crowned in twenty twenty-four. He, I think, will win his last championship in Mercedes and go out, go sailing into the sunset. And then we'll all wake up and have our cornflakes and realize that Max is going to win. Um, it, it's it's just it's just the way of the world. Um, right, we'll do a top ten rather than. Uh, Rather than the full full grid, we'll just we'll we'll just yeah. do points. Um, number four. Number four, I have George Russell. Ooh. Number four, I have Hamilton. Okay. Five. Five, I have Charles Leclerc. Oh, okay. I have uh, his f- former. Uh, f- former uh, te- they weren't teammates, but for- former team share uh, Fernando Alonso. Okay. In, in in fifth, I I think he's gonna he's gonna drop down a down a place, but um, I think he's gonna be there. In sixth, uh, I have Carlos Sainz. Nice. In sixth, I have Leclerc. Okay. With seven being Sainz. Yeah. I think it's going to be Ferrari and around the. They're going to be they're going to be together, but just not quite as high as you had them. Uh, who's your seven? In seventh, I have um, Oscar Piastri. And eight. In eighth, I have Fernando Alonso. Okay, I, I can see your logic. I, yeah. In ninth. Uh, yeah. Did you say you're right? Um, my eight would be Piastri. Piastri. Pretty boring. Yeah. In ninth, I have Sergio Perez. Oh, wow! <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and your number ten. My number ten. Okay, this is like my money ball. Like you know what I mean? Like you can roll a dice and just see. Yeah. Number 10, I will have Daniel Ricciardo. Okay. I don't think my one's two out there. Other than your one, two. I think anything after that, 
you can get the logic. Um, my nine and ten, it'd be Russell and Albon. Damn that that's that's crazy. George Russell <laughs> nine. That that's a little bit crazy. But it's it, 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 I think he's ninth just because of the strength of other drivers rather than it is necessarily a criticism of him. This is where I go back to the disrespect of George Russell. <laughs> I think you might wake up this season, Killian, to to what George Russell is. I don't know about wait, waking up, but I, I'm sure I'll be told all about it. <laughs> right here on the poverty. So we will review these we won't say too frequently, but yeah, we will ref- well, like definitely mid season and we'll come back race, and I at the end. Having a little reaction about how yeah. badly wrong we could be. We'll be yeah. Um just cause yeah, so just to recap, uh you are having a double header of Red Bull and Hamilton as your championship holders by the end of the season. Yeah. I'm having Red Bull and Max, pretty simple. Um, I have an underperformer in Sergio Perez and an overperformer in Norris. Uh, your underperformer was, uh, was it Leclerc? It was my underperformer was, uh, it was Ferrari. Ferrari in general, yeah. yeah. And uh, just remind me again of your overperformer, Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri so like we're not too dissimilar like I, th- yeah. I think we're both kind of tipping McLaren to have a very good season well in re- relative sense and um, interestingly I think we have to give our first race prediction oh top three right where where is the first race Bahrain Bahrain so that's a night race nice yeah. and hot no nice and cool uh, hot country though all, all your yeah. prep it'd be the uh, alright temperatures yeah so number three who'd you got number three I have Charles Leclerc I have Hamilton interesting just and there's not a dis- actual oh, disrespect yeah. to him I think it's more about Mercedes always have the first couple of races to find themselves and then yeah they they become a little bit normal number two number two i have max Verstappen. Ooh, <laughs> right i'm going to put in um i'm gonna put in perez i think he'll have one or two decent races and i think they'll be pretty early yeah before his spirit is crushed. <laughs> and then the winner of the Bahrain Grand Prix is Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I'm just, right. Do you know my logic? I'm just not going to sleep on the guy in his last year at Mercedes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's proven us too much in the wrong over the years, and he's seventh world. I, I struggled to just, just write him off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happily can be proven wrong and be pointed in why I was wrong and my logic behind it, but I'm just not going to rule the guy out, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I like, I just wish I had the bleed, like, you know when you watch loads of horror movies yeah. and you kind of start to know when the jump scares are coming? Yeah. I think you're at the stage where you don't know them, so you really enjoy the movies. Whereas I'm a little bit more kind of jaded by the whole thing, kind of going, just, I just don't think I can believe in any driver that much. <laughs> just, it was like 2021 without the ending, you know what I mean? Oh, the ending was perfect. That's the movie I want, 2021 without Michael Massey ruining the ending. The ending was perfect. Though. It was, yeah, okay. <laughs> without that ending, Drive to Survive wouldn't have been as as big. Yeah, but, you know, I would have took the original ending. I was quite happy with how it ended. <laughs> how it would have ended sorry how it would have ended yeah sure and on that bombshell um, we bring to an end our season predictions and our episode 2 Nathan thank you so much no problem it's been a pleasure and uh, I look forward to 
reviewing the the first race yeah. and seeing how all that goes. Um, yeah, thanks very much for joining us again. This has been Formula T, and we'll chat to you after Bahrain. Goodbye.